I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and they'll notify you when a new one pops up or it'll pop into your podcast app. I'm now doing a Sunday night show in St. Louis, 97.1 FM Talk, having a great time with that. It's 7 to 9 p.m. in St. Louis, 5 to 7 in Las Vegas or Pacific Time if you're still somebody who remembers me from Vegas. I'm having a great time with the two-hour show, but sometimes I don't have time to get everything in, so I'm going to continue doing the podcast, which will include snippets from my actual live show and also some things I do in addition. One of the things I've not heard discussed much in the media is the spiritual aspect of Afghanistan. What's our spiritual legacy? A lot of people thought if we went over there and, you know, showed them how to be Christians that it would change the whole country. What about the Christians who are stranded there? These are huge concerns for all of us. I'm joined by U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David Giamona, who served in Afghanistan. He's been awarded the Bronze Star for supporting combat operations, responsible for all religious support throughout Afghanistan, wherever needed. Colonel Giamona, welcome to the Heidi Harris Show. Hi, it's great to be here. I look forward to our conversation today. Let's talk a little bit about the spiritual situation in Afghanistan. I know that President Bush seemed to believe at the time, besides just going in there initially for strategic reasons, he seemed to believe that if we showed them the way that we could have a nation in Afghanistan that resembled America in some way, and obviously that didn't work out. Yes, that's correct. I mean, I've been in both Iraq, Saudi, uh, all most of the Middle Eastern states, uh, countries over there, and um, very difficult to change thousands of years of, uh, you know, history and help them become democratic. It is, it may never happen because just of their lifestyle, the way they view the world, their education, um, their history, everything, you know, plays a factor in, you know, in working with the Afghan people. But, you know, they're, they're great people um, and they're really simple, humble people. I, and I've grown to love them and, and, and really care for them in a lot of different ways. But um, I believe that chaplains really had a hand in bringing the gospel to the Afghan people uh, as early as 2002, because we've had chaplains on the ground preaching the gospel to both our soldiers and to the Afghan army and others who are in the, in the area. So I think, you know, as chaplains, we did have a hand in bringing some spirituality uh, and Christianity to a nation that is vast majority is, is Islamic. Yeah, speaking of, let's talk a little bit about that, Colonel Giamona. Let's talk a little bit about the differences between Christianity and Islam when it comes to trying to build a nation like ours has, because it, it is very different. As you mentioned, we've got thousands of years of history. You're looking back at the religion and, you know, the tribalism, things like that, that are obviously a factor. Talk a little bit about the differences that you saw religiously. Well, first of all, you have to understand Afghanistan is, is, Afghanistan is not a unified whole. Uh, the tribes are always at war with each other. Uh, there are a lot of factions. Of course, there's the Taliban, the terrorists. There's a lot of different levels of uh, religiosity over there. You know, those who are fundamental Islamic terrorists who will die for their faith. Uh, and, and there's those who are nominative Islamic and don't really care that much about because they've seen the horror and the terror of what goes on in reality of a country that's dominated by Islam. Islam is George, you know, George Bush said a long time ago that Islam was a peaceful religion. It is not a peaceful religion. If you study the 1,400 years of war between Islam and Christianity, you'll find out very quickly that, you know, there's a lot of bloodshed 
And um, it's interesting that Muhammad himself, when he first started this religion, did not get very many followers until he started conquering people and forcing them to follow or die. And so they had no choice but to succumb to Islamic rule. And that's just the way it's been for, you know, a thousand year plus. The difference also in America versus other nations is when religion is the rule of the day. In other words, the religion rules the people, not laws. That's a little different right. than Christianity. In America, we don't live, we, our founding was Christian to a large extent, but we're not a theocracy. Everybody doesn't have to be a Christian and abide by Christian laws. Talk a little bit about the difference between living in an Islamic country where that is not only the religion but the law versus a country like America. Well, you can see what's happening now. Uh, the Taliban are going around, and if you had supported U.S. forces, if you're a Christian, if you are uh, a, a adherer to the Christian faith or helping the U.S., you're going to die. You know, what people don't understand about the Taliban, for example, is that they don't understand anything but power. Uh, and so if you don't subdue them, they're going to subdue you. There is no in-between. And, and so coming, going over to that country and understanding that is we had to kill a lot of the Taliban because they would not surrender. And, uh, you know, their mission was to make the people of Afghanistan succumb to Sharia law, which basically is the religious law of Islam and will dominate the entire culture. So women will not have a voice. Children will not have a voice. You could die for any misdeed or infraction of Islamic law if they deem it necessary. So it's a very brutal way of living. That's why so many Afghan people are trying to flee the country. Right. It's, it's very difficult. We're speaking with U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David Giamona. It, it's terrible to see these people who tried to take our side, tried to do the right thing for their own freedom, and now they're going to be massacred in, in terrible numbers. And I, I don't know what the answer is, but it, it completely breaks my heart, the interpreters and, and folks like that, because I guess they're running around Afghanistan now with lists. They've got lists of people. That all they have to do is grab your phone. If you're an interpreter, they'll get all the information they need. Uh, about, you know, who you were in contact with, how you helped America. I mean, it's it's just tragic. We have to go full force back as U.S. forces and take over the corridors getting to the airport. And we've got to, you know, make way uh, right now where there is no way. And that's going to take a lot of lives. I'm speaking with U.S. Army Chaplain David Giamona, who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Chaplain, what is the spiritual legacy that America leaves behind in Afghanistan, and what happens to all of these people who've converted to Christianity who are left behind? Right now, in the natural, unless God intervenes, they're going to have to get out of the country and get to places where they can practice their uh, freedom of religion. And t Afghanistan is not going to be open to freedom of anything. You'll abide by Sharia law or you'll perish. So uh, the legacy is going to be, yes, we introduced Jesus Christ in the country, and the gospel has been preached, and many have come to the Lord, but now they may have to die for their faith in country if they cannot get out of there. Ugh, that's terrible. We'll speak with U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David Giamona. You've got a new book out called The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Your Soul for the End Times. I mean, how do you see Afghanistan fitting in to that perspective, that narrative of the end it, times? Yes, it's a question I ask uh, uh, quite often here in the last few days, and geopolitically what's happening, if you look at the macro picture, the world picture, China now is making negotiations with the Taliban so they of can course. go mine the, 
the minerals and the oil over there. Yep. And so they're going to give them billions of dollars. Taliban, if we don't, if we're not careful, become very enriched by what's going on, and they're going to be sending terrorists here to the U.S. We have open borders in the southern region of our country, and they'll be flowing in if we do not stop them. What this means for the end times is, you know, as we progress to a one-world government, as Marxism gets a hold in the United States and other places of the world, you know, Afghanistan will be the, uh, the, the resource for some of these anti-Christ, anti-God communist countries to take the world over. So we're seeing a, a juxtaposition of geopolitical entities around the world, because Iran now is looking at the U.S. and what we're doing. So is North Korea, and so is the Middle East and uh, Turkey. All these countries, you know, who are playing pivotal roles in the end times, are going to be making some moves here, and we may be facing World War III in a short order here if we don't do something about this crisis. Right, because as you mentioned, Colonel, that's the only thing that terrorists understand is strength. And right now what we're showing is weakness. And whenever they see that, that's going to embolden them. And we don't know, to your point about the southern border, we don't know how many sleeper cells are already here. We know, because I've right. talked to ranchers down there on the border of Arizona, Texas. They've said they found prayer rugs, things like that, on their properties. We know these people are here. We just don't right. know what the number is. That's correct, and they're coming, and they're more of a coming. The reason we were in Afghanistan, so we could bring the fight over there, that's and right. now they're trying to, they're going to bring the fight over here once again. Yeah, that's going to be really, really tough, and it's just, uh, it's, it's got to be so hard for you because you were over there. You got the Bronze Star for supporting combat operations. I mean, you obviously have been a real warrior, and we appreciate you. I, it's just got to be so sad to see this crumbling. There had to be a better way to get out of there than this. Oh, absolutely. Joe Biden did not listen to his military advisors. This is not a military operation that you see in bold. It was a, a government uh, operation that was just, you know, befuddled in every way. That The military doesn't do this kind of stuff. You know, it was over. He overrode his military advisors, said, I have a better way of doing it. And I've heard him say a couple of times that he didn't know or the advisors didn't tell him, well, you know, that's. I'm just going to have to say that's a bold-faced lie. He did know. I happen to know he knew, and it's been reported now in a lot of different ways that he did get the advice of military and intelligence and decided to forego that. It's on him. This, yeah. is, this is his deal. You know, it reminds me of Obama, you know, who would travel around the world and stick his toe in the ground and go, oh, shucks, you know, America, sorry, America's great. And no matter what people told him about the realities of the world, it was like he was holding his head, his, his hands over his ears, la, 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 I want the world to look like this. Well, that's all fine and dandy, President Obama, but that's not what the world looks like. And Biden is acting the same way. Well, you know, I didn't expect anything different. Uh, you know, you have to be careful who you vote for. Just because you didn't like the orange man with mean tweets <laughs> didn't mean that he wasn't a great leader. He was a great leader. Uh, whether you liked him or not, he got the job done, and we would not be in this mess. You know, Biden keeps saying, well, Trump this and Trump uh, that. Trump the fact of the matter is Trump would have not done it like this at all. It's how we did it, not why we did it. Yeah, no question about it. That That's absolutely true. Chaplain, it's been an honor to talk to you. Thank you for what you continue to do and uh, your service, and I appreciate you being here, and uh, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for your time, honey. God bless. Thank you, you too.
Don't forget to check out my live show Sunday nights on 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. That's 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. I do it Sunday nights, 7 to 9, St. Louis time, and 5 to 7, Las Vegas time. If you're still in the Vegas area, we talk a little local, a little national. I have some good guests, kind of the top stories of the week, and we're having a good time with the show. So don't forget to join me there. Don't forget to check out HeidiHarris.com. That's Heidi. Harris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.